we have our friend Mike Brunicini waiting in the wings. He's going to come in and tell us about his uh, music, who he is, why he plays music, and his new forthcoming album that we'll give you more details about and play a track from that album as well. In the meantime, here is another track from Mike to get you geared up for his interview. This is the song Dreams We Had from his album Cherry Springs, and it's right here on Arts on Fire. You didn't notice the song had changed. I understand that they sound the same, but I can't help feeling that I'm to blame. Is it my ears or am I insane? Turn it down. Everything seems so. from Mike Brunicini, Dreams We Had, from his album Cherry Springs. And Mike is here in the studio with us. Mike, thanks for taking time out and talking with us today. 
Ah, it's good to be here. Happy to uh, have you here and happy to uh, share with our listeners some details about you and uh, get them an idea of who you are and the music you play. And it's kind of something we're doing on a regular basis now on Arts on Fire. Our listeners on a regular basis uh, have heard the past interviews we've done and we're going to continue doing it in the future. But uh, today the spotlight's on you. So again, thanks for coming in. And uh, maybe a good place to start out with is, is just... Tell our listeners uh, where you're from. You know, basically, are, are you a local guy? Did you move here at some point? What, what's the story with uh, Mike Brunicini? I've been in Jamestown pretty much my whole life. Um, moved away to North Carolina for just a few years in uh, like 2014 to 16, and I was kind of desperate to come back. I really like it here. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, a lot of people might find that surprising, but I really, really do like it here. Yeah, I'm one of those people that like it here a lot, too. And, you know, there's a lot of naysayers and doomsdayers that like to put down the community here and there and uh, focus on a lot of the uh, the negative things about the community. But there's so much more that's positive about it that uh, I enjoy spending time here and living out my days as much as I can. What 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 did you like so much about this area? Was just family or the fact well, that it's colder and not as, <laughs> not as humid as North Carolina, believe it um, or not? I, my family is here, right. so that's important. Um, I, I like a lot of the local businesses here. I like the, the parks that are around here. I like that it's a very walkable area. Spent a lot of time walking when I was like in high school and until I got a car. But even now, I, I still like to walk outside. And you know, where I was in North Carolina, they didn't even have sidewalks because it, it was a, believe it or not, it was even more dangerous than Jamestown. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I think that like the the negative things that people might think are just here in Jamestown, those things are everywhere, all over the country, and they're not really that bad here. Right. We have a tendency of trying to uh, localize everything that happens and make it seem like it's a, it's a a problem that's only uh, relative to to our small community, but it actually a lot of times it's a statewide or a regional or even a national issue. Definitely, and I think a lot of times people lose focus on that. But but enough about uh, uh, community <laughs> matters. That's another show I do. We're here for Arts on Fire, and uh, you mentioned uh, high school. Where'd you go to high school at? Uh, Jamestown High School. All right, all right. And, and so you play um, primarily keyboards, or, or is it just piano that you play? Uh, it's piano and keyboards, but mostly piano. How'd you get involved with music? What what? How'd you get your start? Um, well, I guess to go all the way back, when I was like three years old, my favorite movie was uh, Disney's Fantasia. I loved it uh, to death, and I still do. And like as I grew up, I realized that most kids didn't really like it that much. I was kind of weird. Um, but it's and, all music. I mean, Fantasia is wonderful because it's basically nothing but music, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the one wonderful thing about Fantasia is that it primarily focuses on on a symphony and then the music that accompanies the uh, the animation, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just music, and then the animators kind of animated what they were visualizing from the music. It's it's a pretty cool movie. Uh, but then I don't know. I just the more I grew up, the more I listened to different musicians and realized that that's something I wanted to do is write songs. How did you get involved with actually uh, playing pianos? Is it something where there's just a piano or a keyboard laying around the house that you just started playing on and self-taught or did you actually take lessons? And if so, who taught you? I I pretty much taught myself. Um, I really got into Ben Folds when I was in middle school. You hear that in your music a little bit, which is a compliment, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a huge compliment. Thank you. but yeah, I I got into to listening to Ben Folds and I became pretty obsessed and I begged and begged for a piano without any knowledge of how to play one and I ended up getting a, an upright 
when I was in high school and just started playing hours and hours every day, all day. I drove my family nuts. Uh, and eventually I started just writing really, really bad songs. And over the years, they just got a little bit better each time. And you haven't taken any lessons at all? I had. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had lessons for maybe a week when I was in high school. Just like I, I tried it out and I, I just didn't like the structure of it. I'm not like a... I'm not a real musician. I'm a songwriter. Like that's that's what I really want to do, and that's kind of why I don't play out that much because I focus on the writing part more than the playing. And when, when you do write, do you primarily focus first on trying to get the uh, the music down and then applying lyrics, or do you have a general sense of uh, the mood of a song or the theme you want the song to tackle based on the lyrics you've written, and then try to uh, wrap the music around what you've already written? I always do the music first, and it's, it's I try to do um, – I'm a melody man. I like to write a strong melody and then kind of arrange the parts around that melody, and the words are almost always last because I'm not – I am i don't think I'm a bad lyricist, but that's not what comes naturally to me. I'm not fast with when I write lyrics. It takes me a really long time to get the ideas Right on. And then obviously, the more you play the music, the more ideas might permeate or find their way into your head. And then you can sort of get a uh, style, a theme of the song or the lyrics down the more you just hammer out the tune, right? Yeah, definitely. The melody kind of dictates what the song will end up being about. Right on. Again, you're listening to Arts on Fire. We got Mike Brunicini in the studio, local musician from uh, Jamestown, New York. And uh, we were talking off the air, Mike, that you, well, before we get to um, one of the projects you're involved with, you do a lot of solo work, at least uh, recording albums. I think we have two or three of your albums, and you just dropped off some more here. I know one of them is what, the uh, the Cherry... Uh, Cherry Springs. Cherry Springs. Another one we have is uh, Break Up at Allen Park. I know it's one of the songs on, on the one of the albums yeah. we have. I actually, uh, last year, I re-recorded all the vocal tracks to that album and uh, rewrote a lot of the lyrics, remixed it, and re-released it. And I, I'm trying to eliminate that first album from my catalog and push this this new one called Return to Allen Park. Return to... So, so Allen Park, though, I mean, that is the whole theme or is it a, a concept album based on a lot of things and memories from our own Allen Park here in Jamestown or is that just a coincidence? I, it's uh, The one song is very much about Allen Park but the whole album isn't. Uh, I just uh, really like that title. Right, right. So you talked about um, writing music. Is there a particular topic or theme? You know, a lot of people write about what they know, right? So a lot of people will talk about relationships or, um, you know, uh, family and things along that lines. Is there any way that you approach writing, the, when it does come time to write out those lyrics, that you try to focus on something you know about? Or is I, it more abstract than that? I'm a very, um, like, uh, I'm a list writer. So when I start a new project, I usually go into it with a very, like, generalized idea of what I'm doing. Uh, like for Cherry Springs, for example, that one... I really wanted to write a series of individual stories, self-contained stories in a song. And so each each song was like supposed to be set up like a completely unique thing. Uh, and I just finished uh, recording, or I just finished mixing uh, my newest album, Dream State, which that's the one I just gave you. Uh, it's a double concept album, and that one is... Uh, a story that I wrote out. And so the songs follow that story. So when you say concept album, is it best to try to listen to the music 
in sequential order and from beginning to end? Yes, definitely. I realize that's that's asking a lot of a listener to listen to like 79 minutes of music front to back, but uh, it is split into two halves, so you could always do half and half. Right on. You know, here on WRFA, every once in a while, I take a week off, and Dennis never wants to do anything. He's not here, so I can say that. Uh, (laughs) All kidding aside, though, sometimes we do try to fill hours here on WRFA, so maybe that'll give me an idea to possibly uh, promote doing that album at some point in the uh, the near future here. Um, We'll play some songs, obviously, after we wrap up this interview, as we uh, did at the, the start of this conversation, playing one of your songs. But uh, getting getting back to uh, your music, so you talked about mixing. Do you do all the producing then too? Is it something where you sit down at home in a home studio and and put it together? And and if you do mix your own music, do you have multiple layers of instrumentation? You know, where you you go back in and do a bit, and then you'll add another track of piano following a different component of the song. Uh, my first three albums, I brought all of the tracks for those up to Watchman Studios in Lockport and had Doug White mix them. Okay. And he, he did a really good job uh, for this newest album. I mixed it myself. Uh, during the spring, I bought a ton of recording, or not really recording, a ton of mixing gear, a 24-channel uh, board and uh, like an interface that connects that to my computer. And so I did mix that whole album myself, which was a really, really uh, big challenge. It's and challenging because you're so familiar with the work and you get so close to it that it's almost difficult to, to nail it down and get it the way you want it. Oftentimes, if you have somebody, you know, working on it, a producer working on your song, they keep somewhat of a distance until all the tracks are recorded and then they'll uh, master it, so to speak. But That's I, that's part of it. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing is that... Um, these songs have so many, like you were saying, they have so many layers, so many tracks. Uh, one of the songs is 13 minutes. It's the last one on the album, and it has like 90 different tracks. And so a lot of it had, there was a lot of like uh, figuring out how to get those tracks down to 24 by mixing down certain elements. Like um, there, it same, seems like a lot of tracks, but when you, there's like uh, orchestral arrangements in that one. Right. So you have strings and uh, horns and woodwinds, and so... You have to try to mix those down into stereo tracks, put them on the board, and instead of mixing each track individually on the board. So did you use a synthesizer then for those different instrumentations, or do you have friends and, and people you know that come in and record <laughs> some of them when you mentioned you had horns, for example, and, and things along that line? Uh, these are all sampled. Um, they're pretty good samples. They're very convincing. Um, obviously, they're not quite as good as the real thing, but uh, I, I arranged them all. Uh, you know, wrote them out uh, in MIDI and then rendered them through these uh, sample uh, patches. Right on. And it's got to be a passion then because, you know, I mean, to be honest, no local musician, unless you're 10,000 maniacs, and even Dennis will tell you it's not the way it works, is is making a lot of money. But you put a lot of time and effort in not only writing these songs and and recording them, but then you're getting into mixing them and you're talking about all these different uh, tracks that you uh, layer together to uh, put a mass. I mean, you got to put a lot of hours into putting something like this together. This album... It's got to be a passion, right? Oh, definitely. This album has taken me 12 years. (laughs) Uh, That's not a joke. I thought you were going to say like uh, 12 months or 12 weeks. 12 12 years. years. And that's on and off. It's the kind of project that I had. I started in 2007, and then uh, it kind of got put to the back burner. And I think the real issue was that it wasn't... um, 
I wasn't quite talented enough to realize uh, what I wanted to to do. Um, and so I put it on the back burner, brought it back, you know, two years later, still wasn't talented enough. And it kept happening until around 2014 when I said, I'm really going to write this story and I'm going to do it right. Wrote a lot of those songs. And then like in 2017, I, was, I had recorded the first half of the album and kind of had the idea, well, I've come this far, I may as well write a second half because the story's not done. And it, it took me a long time, but it wasn't like it was 12 continuous years of nonstop work. No kidding. Uh, again, what's the name of uh, the album? It's called Dream State. Dream State. And we're going to play uh, a track or two here uh, following this interview. Again, we're talking with Mike Brunicini who is a local musician and a pretty prolific one at that, Mike, considering uh, you've already bought, put out three albums, and now this one would be the fourth one? Yep. No kidding. Well, I think we have uh, two of the three. Maybe we have all three in the studio. I'll have to uh, take a look at our archives and make sure. But uh, getting back to uh, music, so you don't play out live that much, but you were telling me that you do uh, perform with a couple of guys in the area as a, as a trio when, when time allows, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called Three Philosophers, and it is named after the beer. Um Obagang, uh, right? Yep. Yep, it's delicious. It's wonderful. Yeah, it'll uh, knock you out if you drink a whole bottle in one sitting. Definitely. Not that I know anything about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's with uh, Rob Hewitt on the the drums and Dan Davis on the bass. And uh, we have, it's funny, that's, I basically have a fifth album ready to go with the songs on that album, or that with that band, and uh, we're... We're going to be recording it this this weekend. Oh, okay. So you actually could have some uh, new music from this uh, trio. Is it original music? Yep. No, who does a primary uh, songwriting for that? Me. Uh, Dan helped write one of the songs on there. Uh, I've written all the other ones so far. And the cool thing is we're going to try to... Normally when I do recording, I do a lot of um, either sampled instruments or I do um, you know, the, the acoustic instruments individually and track them, uh, multi-track, you know, and with this album, we're going to do a grand piano, drums, and bass live in a room, record it all. Nice. Where are you uh, going to record it at? Oh, we're co- recording it at Rob's parents' house. His oh, mom right. has a, a Yamaha grand piano that's just a, it's a beautiful instrument. Is the room conducive to recording in a, in a studio setting like that? You know, I mean, we're sitting here in the WRFA studio, and you can see some of the walls are brick. There's uh, flat surfaces. The, the sound bounces around, and sometimes it feels like I'm interviewing somebody in the shower rather than a <laughs> studio. But, I mean, it sounds uh, going to be all right? It'll, it's not necessarily conducive. It's, it's not like a, a treated room. But the cool thing is that it's really – there are three rooms – the piano is in its own room, so we can close that door, close the door to the right. room with the drums, and just have headphones, and we'll, we'll hear each other, but the microphones won't necessarily pick up the drums and the piano at the same time. Can kind you, of isolate those sounds. Yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's not unheard of to record um, albums in, in homes rather than in an official recording studio. I think, I think the Rolling Stones recorded a couple albums in a in a mansion um, Exile on Main Street, I think, wasn't recorded in a studio. It was recorded more in somebody's house, and they went in different rooms. So I guess it's not too uncommon. It can be pulled yeah. off, right? Yeah. Right on. And uh, once that album gets recorded, how long do you think it's going to be for you to uh, put it out and make sure people can have access to it if they want to hear it? I'm not sure. Not sure. I, I'm going to release Dream State on the 26th of March. Uh, so I'm probably going to push the Three Philosophers album back a ways to give that one some space. 
and even after we record the the piano bass and drums we're still gonna have to do all the vocals on top of that and any overdubs we want to do March 26th is when Dream State will be released, and so we've got an advanced copy here at WRFA. You, you do? Nice. Nice. like that. Uh, any big uh, splash or plans for the release? Is it going to be like a release party, a show somewhere? I'm not 100% positive yet. I still have a little bit of time to plan, but I'm, I'm a procrastinator when it comes to that stuff. But I am, I'm doing a Kickstarter. Um, basically, you were saying earlier that you can't really make money from music. Right. Uh, so I'm doing the Kickstarter basically to fund the, the production of CDs and the distribution costs. Right on. So if folks want to learn more about your music or uh, get it, get your past albums or the one that will be coming out on March 26th, what's the best way to do that? Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, under Mike Brunacini. That's B-R-U-N-A-C-I-N-I. Um, also on Instagram and uh, what else? I'm, I, have, I have that Kickstarter. If you just type in Dream State Kickstarter, that'll be the first result. Um, and if you want a physical, co- not a physical copy, but if somebody even wants to, you know, get an MP3 of your oh, music, yeah. is that available on like GarageBand or something? MySpace? Uh, it's, it's all on, uh, all my music is on Spotify, Spotify. and Apple Music Got it. and Amazon and Basically, anywhere where you would find music in the digital world, it's there. And on Amazon, you can even buy physical copies of some albums if they're still available. You can also just say hi to me. I have some CDs. I'd be happy to sell you. Um, Right on. Right on. And you're not going anywhere for a while, right? Like we said at the start of the interview, you're from Jamestown. You like it here. You went away for a little bit. You moved back, starting a family here. So uh, you're going to be sticking around for a while. Yeah, I don't have any plans to leave. Sounds good. Happy to hear that, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back in the studio maybe once uh, you and the three philosophers, the two other philosophers, I should say, <laughs> uh, finally get your uh, stuff put together. We can get you back in the studio, all three of you together, and, and preview uh, the new album that will be coming out maybe by the end of this year or perhaps early next year. I, I know it takes a while to uh, put those things together once they're recorded, so we won't pressure you okay. to put out sooner or later. <laughs> we'll be uh, back. <laughs> with that being said, you, you did talk about how you have uh, Dream State, this new album. We're going to play uh, a track. We're going to play the final track right now since that's the one that you talked about with so much of the uh, instrumentation and a lot of different uh, layers of, of music going on there. And this one is called uh, Edge of the Woods Suite, right? Yep. Mike, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, no. I liked being here. Thanks. Yeah, come on back. We're happy to have you here. I like being here, too. With that being said, uh, Mike Brunicini, thank you for talking with us on Arts on Fire. And again, here is the uh, the final track of uh, Mike's new upcoming album being released on March 26th. The album is called Dream State. It's a concept album. And the name of this track is Edge of the Woods Suite. Got Ken Hardley, Rolling Hills Radio, coming up next. Mike, again, thank you for talking with us. And thank you for listening to Arts on Fire. As fast as I can I've gotta get out of here Before it's too late The street outside the forest Is my best bet Can't be here When he forgets Sun is sinking In the sky I know I'll make it If I try
Sunsets in the western sky The vivid colors dance It put me in a trance They're flashing all different hues The colors fade into an aura of blue As darkness falls Upon the sacred halls Of timber, grass, dirt and Satellite, it grows in length and height. It's closer than I ever knew. I reach my arm up high, pull the moon out of the sky. A trail of light remains up there. I draw a door into the air, and as I walk inside.
Creepy 